Femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Moni Miller. Moni was born in Iran, and she is now studying interior architecture at Istanbul Culture University. Moni is vice president of the International Students Club, Istanbul Culture University. Her hobbies include playing pool, as well as traveling, where she visited various countries, including Malaysia. Moni, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be part of your podcast. It's my privilege. It's my honor. And I'm very curious about you. So I'll ask you this. If your friends were to describe your personality, how would they describe you? (laughs) Uh, It's funny because uh, with each different friend I have, they have a way to describe me. So mostly they would say like you know I am a bit crazy and but at the same time I know when to get serious they would say that I am kind of supportive but also like at the same time I would know when to push them and when not to push them so I try to be a good friend and I I hope I am a good friend (laughs) Thank you. So you sound like a fun empath. And let's speak about your crazy side because it's more fun. (laughs) All right. To understand you more, what is the most interesting thing for you about being somehow or in some way crazy? Is it the new emotions, the unexpectedness, the excitement, or is it the freedom that you can do whatever you want without limits? Or is it like more of showmanship that you put a smile on people's faces and that's fascinating for you? Like what drives and makes it such a pleasure to show your crazy side? Actually, the way you describe it, I guess it's a combination of all of that. And, you know, being crazy is just like, like as you said, like not limiting yourself and just being the like the version that you truly are because I feel like nowadays everything is just so restricted with the social norms and how you have to act how you have to be in a certain way but being crazy it basically means you're not normal and you're like exploring that side of yourself where you're not just like uh, wanting to be what everyone else expects you to be so that's what I would say crazy it's not like always like this you know, things that you see in the movies or like these people like being psychopaths and stuff. No, it's not like that. Just being the part that it's not normal in the society, just being yourself. If I understood you correctly, and it sounds fascinating, that society and other people and social norms can put you in a box of expectations where you're not doing what you want, but somehow you might feel the need to appease or to 
be validated by other people and therefore you become just average and a copy of everyone else but if you're being yourself you're truly unique which means you'll be different to those expectations and many people might call that being crazy but in reality it's being authentic did i understand correctly exactly exactly thank you and do you feel because we spoke about this um, that a lot of people there is the social norms and by definition it means it's the majority of people do you tend to also like to be around people who are more crazy or do you like more introverted people who balances you out somehow uh, in <laughs> some way i mean as i said like being crazy is just being themselves so um i personally aside from introverts and extroverts like these these are kind of characteristics that are part of themselves because you can find the introvert that really are really interesting and you can strike up a conversation with them like about like philosophy belief system religion and stuff like that and then there are extroverts that you know they can be kind of like uh not in tune with your morality or something like that so it really depends on the person i don't like to characterize people based on you know if they're shy or if they're you know more of an introvert or extrovert like it depends on the person but what kind of people i would surround myself with is that these people that have kind of principles yes it is good to like limit yourself and put yourself out of your boundary and like explore your spontaneity and stuff but to a limit like you know nowadays everyone's just like out you know clubbing and like doing drugs drinking and all and literally they they stand for nothing yeah okay it's fun or stuff but i just don't stand with that lifestyle because i feel like at that at some point they will step back and realize they messed up their whole life not achieving anything or not looking forward to anything so these people that have beliefs especially with religious people i could say they know that there is a purpose in this life so they kind of stand for it they work for it but people who literally don't believe in anything or anything at all i i just don't find myself like getting attracted to or find myself like sitting with these type of people because i feel like we have nothing in common because i i need some people that like give give me a more reason to find a purpose in this life you know thank you you mentioned so many things and i have so many questions but i'll begin with this you spoke about purpose and mentioned it two times to you what does it mean when you have purpose in life do you feel that people are born searching for that purpose so it's not clear is it individual where each person has their life purpose is it uh, something bigger that everyone has the same purpose but they come to it in different ways or what's your perspective on this topic okay that's a good question um purpose itself as we all came to this one universe one world so what does this mean it means that everyone's purpose doesn't necessarily rely on themselves there is a bigger picture as i see that this whole human race is like all connected together as we can see like through science through uh philosophy everything that we've read we know that everything kind of relates to each other 
from the weather to the water we drink, every, everything, everything kind of recycles with each other. So with humans as well, like when I say purpose, when I said people are in this, like to see their life and why are they here in the first place? It's not just for themselves. We need a humanity that combines, that we need a place in this life where we are all united. Let's look at it like this, like, There, there is a quote in Quran. It says that if you save one human, one life, it's like as if you save the whole human lives, like the whole humanity. Why it says like this is because we know about the butterfly effect, right? We know that if you make an effect as small as like putting uh, something next, or like putting a stone in a ri ripple, in a river, it will ripple And it will create a wave like thousand miles away. It's like this in humanity as well. Like you save one person's life or you be kind to one person. That one person will remember that and give it to someone else. And this, this you know, energy kind of like ripples and, you know, you can create peace with that. Like I, this whole thing that's happening in Iran right now, it all started from, everyone realizing that we need like freedom we need uh, empowerment with each other so they stood up they created like it started with one person and it kind of created this whole chaos so this is what i mean by purpose it's like it's not only this one purpose one goal or dream that you have in life yes it's good that's part of your journey but the bigger picture here is to you know being good with one another, being uh, like having each other's backs, being kind and, you know, raising a generation based on love and giving. Because as we realize, like when the this life is all like scattered and people are like, how do you say, like there is wars, there is corruption and everything like that. You see everything breaks down because the fundamental every everything in this life even if you look at in business if this business is based on lies or based on corruption it will always fall down but if it's built on trust like many family businesses they always get tend to succeed so this is this is the purpose this is what we have to all like look forward to you know Is it clear for you? Yes, it is. Thank you so much. And I can feel the passion and the inspiration in your voice. So I'll ask, what inspires you? What are the things that you do that give you this energy, the life energy that allow you to work on your bigger purpose of helping humanity, of sharing goodness in the world? Is it going to nature and connecting with that? Is it people and being kind to them and speaking with them? Is it pool or uh, architecture <laughs> and going to beautiful <laughs> interior architecture places? What are activities or things that fill you with energy so that you can return and do more? Um, I'm kind of a religious person. I know like I'm not fully like following everything of my religion but for me i know that there is no higher purpose higher power than god and there's no higher purpose than god so for me to like even come and speak about this or 
come have these intentions of purity. I know that we are here because of God and we it just gives us a reason to stay humble and not think of ourselves as the center of universe and thinking that this life is only for us and no like that's what makes it beautiful that that's what makes life so much more fulfilling so when i want to get this energy when i want to give out to people i just like pray and just ask for god to you know direct me guide me to the right path and it gives me a really really like strong energy and strong like motive to be kind with others and you know it's funny because once i am kind with others i can see god like kind of gives me like straights my like road my journey in this life way easier it, i've tested this i've i've seen that my actions do have like have a message in the end so that's how i and you know like in order to be able to like even like for people who are not religious or anything like if if you really truly like be loving and caring with other people and you love like people the way that you love yourself you will start realizing that everyone is just like you everyone wants to achieve something in this world everyone wants love and kindness there's no one in this world who wants to be tortured and like you know be lied to and kind of get damaged or broken in the end so if we all look at each other like ourselves we start like being kind with one another we start loving everyone we will start loving humanity so that kind of gives a purpose to you and how you should treat others and how you should be in life. I like that. Thank you. And since you're someone who is religious, who has the energy and can connect with people, have you ever had the experience of meeting people that from the very first second you feel you have chemistry with this person, like you've known them all your life? Or do you necessarily need first to have some conversations to understand the, their values, if they align with you, if they have principles and are doing something before you open up at all? If I could say this before, like if you asked me this question like a year ago, I would say yes. I found people that I felt like, oh, I connected with in the beginning, like, like right away and it felt so amazing. But now with experience and life like gets in the way you start like like trying to analyze people and like you start understanding from where they're coming from so now even if i connect with someone in the first initial like like a meeting uh i would say that okay this person and i kind of get along but i feel like i can get along with anyone but if if uh I want to like put this person as my like my companionship and like stay with them forever and everything like that. Like I need more time to develop that like relationship. I need to understand them. Like I have to see if they would understand me as well for me to proceed to that. But in initially I love and I see everyone as unique and I see everyone as pure innocent souls until like, you know, <laughs> it kind of gets off the road or something happens and like you know 
they show a side of themselves that I didn't see in the beginning. So my initial idea from everyone is good. Like I try, I try to think of everyone as pure and innocent souls until I see some things going on. And honestly, even in my religion, I can't judge that. If someone kind of like they go off road or they, you see kind of a negative side of themselves, you start, you have to understand that why they are becoming like that. You know, you can't just say that, oh, uh, this person is always like this. Like, no, they might have be like, they might have parents fighting at home or they might be going through so much. So as I said, like everyone wants love and everyone deserves peace and everyone deserves kindness. Thank you. I agree so much. And you seem like a very understanding person. And you mentioned it's important for you to find people who understand you. And earlier you said that you're being yourself if sometimes that is unusual, etc. Do you feel you often meet people who understand you or are they more rare? I could say they're more rare, to be honest, because um, I, I can't find uh, people that really like, as I said, like nowadays, everyone is all about like no purpose in life, going to clubs, drinking, smoking, you know, like this is what they live for. So finding people who are like, look back, analyze, like look at the world bigger than what it is and what it seems you can't find that every day, to be honest. That's why I, I guess, like it's hard for me to find people that that way. I even if, you know, the funny thing is that even religious people, like that, I've came across with that. I feel like even they wouldn't understand me sometimes. Like, yes, we have the same belief. We believe in the same God. We kind of uh, go with the same rituals or anything because of their culture, because of their uh, belief systems, because of their traditions, even they cannot relate to me, which is funny, right? That's really interesting. And so to try to understand you even more and explore other parts of you, tell me about pool. It seems to be an unexpected hobby. How did you fall in love with it? Is it something maybe you played in childhood with family members or something and you fell in love? Is it a kind of relaxation where you forget all your troubles when you're focused on pool? Or tell me about it both. What does it give you and how and what is the story of you becoming fascinated with it all right so pool it it comes with uh yes as you said like a bit from childhood me and my friends would just go to you know to hang out and it there was like a pool table and we would just play but it, in the beginning it was kind of like something fun but as i grew up and started doing it more it kind of became a place of my where because pool itself is very fascinating like this game is so strategic and you have ways to connect with the ball and you know like I see pool as how life is strategized for us like you have to hit each goal in order to reach to the eight ball and when you reach the eight ball you have to find a way 
to reach to it the way that you want. Because you, when you pick the eight ball, you have to pick the pocket as well. So how you reach to that level is very fascinating to me. So I, when I play with my friends and stuff, I, I become a different person. Like Because also I smoke, so pool kind of... Uh, allows me to relax and like put my mind into the game and start worrying about everything else and like focusing on what's in front of me it's very very uh mindful game like uh and you i I really connect with it and i realized i'm good at it so i was like I, i love you know beating my friends into it and everything so it's very at the same time like strategic and fun and a place of relaxing and calming down and just yeah that's that's all i could say that's really interesting and to speak about another thing which is turkey you're living in turkey how and what is your experience of that country? Is it giving you the freedom? Because you mentioned it's important that you desire. Does it match your fascination with interior design? Is it a part of the journey and you'd love to do further life and study abroad, like in Paris or New York or uh, Dubai or I don't know, somewhere else? Like what is your experience now in Turkey? What do you love about the culture? And where else, if you could live anywhere in the world, would you choose to be? Uh, So in order to describe Turkey, I would have to kind of compare it with other countries I've been to, because I've been around. I've met people with different nationalities. I've, I know what it's like to travel and everything and settling down and adapting to a situation. So if I want to describe Turkey, I have to compare it to the places I've been. So in Iran, okay, we are based on a system, a Shia system, where you have to follow that rule and you have to be that thing. And there is no other religion. You have to just respect that. So I never had the chance to kind of explore other religions or explore anything else or even ask about what is this religion about? You know, I, I, in my own country, I wasn't allowed to ask about what is Shia, what, why are we following this? I was just like, you know, I had to follow it. So kind of, that kind of restricted me from being more open-minded and being more curious about life. So as we went to Malaysia, I was uh, 11 years old. And uh, in Malaysia, it's kind of, it is an Islamic country. But that place, because there is so many nationalities from all over the the world, they come to Malaysia to study. And I've met a lot of uh, Arab country nation nationalities and Europeans so that was for my for me that was first time like you know seeing people from other countries so being in an international school like like from all these countries that was kind of like hard for me to adjust because I was only seeing girls uh, like because in Iran you're restricted like you have to be in an all-girls school and only Iranians so that was interesting for me 
So in Malaysia, it was kind of um, more diverse in a way that you kind of feel free. No one is like, you can be whoever you want. No one cares. You are this, you are that. That that really doesn't matter at all because they're uh, the way they are is they're very welcoming. Like I, my um, my experience with the Malaysians, they're very kind. All of them speak English. All of them are very like giving and everything. But at the same time, I could say that Malaysia is a country with no purpose because not a lot of things happen in Malaysia. Like if something big happens, it will be like once a year or like the president stole from the country, Najib, during like 2016 or 17, I guess. He stole 13 trillion Malaysian ringgits from the country and he was arrested. So that's the only thing. Like you don't hear a lot of like terrorists. You don't hear like people killing each other and stuff. So that country is kind of relaxed, very happy, kind of like a paradise with no purpose. So that's why when I meet anyone that's been to Malaysia, you I never hear them them having a bad time. Like it's impossible. So Malaysia was a place that helped me to be more open-minded with other people. Now, when I came to Turkey, it's very interesting because Turkey, yes, as much as there is international people and as much as there is diversity, even more so, as you could say, than Malaysia. However, I feel like the dominant figure of Turkey's um, nationalities like kind of takes over the whole purpose of international and being diverse. So when I came here, I not only me, but many of my friends have faced many racial issues like that kind of didn't allow them to connect with Turkish people. But it kind of like kind of, you know how there is this phrase that says like easy situations create weak men and uh, weak men create hard situations and hard situations create strong men. As I said, like in Malaysia, it was kind of an easy uh, environment. So it everyone was kind of, I'm not saying weak men, but people with no purpose. And in Turkey, because it's a difficult situation, I could feel that there are way more like, like they think they kind of have an opinion. They have something to stand for. Like in Turkey, it's crazy. Like you could be killed for, you know, being in the other team of a football team. <laughs> you wouldn't imagine that, but it is true. Like they are crazy. Like they stand for the belief and that's what it is. Even though Turkey is a secular country, like they don't mix religion with politics. However, but within people themselves you could see there is it's all branched out like you could see like arabs hang out with arabs iranians hang out with iranians turkish hang out with turkish so it's rare to find like internationals by mass hang out with each other but nowadays like these current years i can see that more common than before and turkey Turkish people are getting more used to the foreigners, even though there's still kind of a bit of racial issue, but it's not as much as it used to be. And 
And so far, I've had problem with language barrier because they're not willing to learn English or even the ones that are, their education system kind of limits them, you know, doesn't allow them to go beyond that. And also uh, the economy was perfect before. It was because, you know, we would get money in dollars and we would spend it here. The prices were good. Uh, but now as dollar is going high, the price is always also rising. So that's kind of becoming as difficult for a student who's living here. And the visa is getting harder to get. And if I could say like Turkey, if it's been a blessing for me, I would say yes, because it has taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about people because even though I was raised with diverse community in Malaysia but Turkey in the way it is diverse and with, with the situation itself it has allowed me to realize that friendships are not the way that I thought it was it wasn't like oh friendship is like oh we will die together ride or die or, and stuff like that and you'll forever be my best friend and all no I've switched my best friends like 10 times by now <laughs> so kind of friendship is it's different to what I I kind of was raised to. I've realized that people come with just a purpose. They they are there to give you a message. And if it's time for them to go, it's all right. Because your journey and their journey is might not be on the same way as you. Uh, so that has allowed me to let go of people easily and kind of move on and focus on the purpose that I'm here for. And if I could say, if I want to go travel to another country, I would tell, if like you want full honestly, I would tell you, I don't know. Because with the world and what's happening right now with, you know, the wars going on, the situation with Ukraine and Russia, I don't think Europe would be, like initially everyone would say Europe because uh, it's a place that, it's perfect for growing as a person and growing your life there. But however, because of the politics involved, like I don't think in the next five years, even Europe would be a great place to stay. So I also thought about Japan, but even though Japan is part of the great eight nation countries, G8 countries, so even that wouldn't be a good factor. So I, I'm really, I don't know if, opportunity comes i guess i would go wherever the opportunity takes me but if you ask me do you have a place that you were heading to i would tell you no <laughs> i was born on this earth so wherever it takes me i'm good with that thank you moni this is very interesting and how you share about your life and to also understand why interior architecture how did the choice come to be? <laughs> What's your fascination with it? What's the story? Uh, interior architecture, you know, since I was a kid, I was always, you know, changing my room, you know, like putting places, like switching up the closet with the bed, like just trying things out, painting on my walls. So in the beginning, it was kind of like a childhood hobby, you could say. But then, I actually, I realized I'm a good like debater. So I wanted to get into law 
And for a long time, I thought I would be a lawyer. Then uh, once I came to Turkey and it was time for me to choose a course to be uh, like to for my bachelor's, what would I choose? I went to, you know, okay, let me tell you about the system here. So in order to for you to be accepted to a university, you need, uh, if, for example, if you studied abroad and you're coming to Turkey, your document needs to be stamped by the Turkish government that, oh, we do accept it. It's called Denklik. You, they have to kind of like accept it and put a stamp on it. And this is this process itself. It's so hectic because you have to like go to the like the place itself like every morning and go to switch to different offices to find your paper and blah, blah, blah. So one time when I was just doing this stuff, you know, I I stood, I was there from the morning until the evening. And I was like, do I really want to be in courthouses and running after people's things for hours, hours? Like, I don't find a purpose here. I would look at these walls and they felt so empty, so hopeless. Like, there is no life in it. Yes, like being a lawyer, there's so much money in it. But is it always about the money? As I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to choose interior architecture. And to be frank with you, when I chose this course, I thought it's interior design. So there's a difference between interior design and interior architecture. Interior design is basically decoration and like switching the bed and, you know, like putting color wallpapers on the wall. That's interior design. It's like the you're... You're just like, how do you say, like, they are decorating the final touches. That's it. That's interior design. But interior architecture is basically, they give you an empty building and you have to literally turn out the whole place. You give it function. You give it a life. You give it a soul. That, and that, to me, in the beginning, it was hard. But now I feel like I can give a life to a building that's so empty and and like it's so fascinating like fascinating to me because you have to make your own furniture you have to create your own uh design or your own uh imagination in a space that it it looks dead so you bring the place alive and you know uh me and in interior interior architects and architects always have like these clashes and like these kind of jokes that oh no we we don't need you guys we are we are basically making the building and you guys are just doing the interior and i always give them the same question i always ask them i'm like if you see beautiful person and their personality is really bad would you fall in love with them? And no one says yes. No one. I'm like, okay, think of this person as a building. If this person, if the building looks amazing, but the interior is so ugly, you would never step in that building again. But if the interior is beautiful and it really, like you love being in that space and you love like sitting there having a coffee or doing whatever, you would always go back no matter how the building looks on the outside. It's the same. So even as a person, like if the person has a beautiful personality, no matter how they look on the outside, 
the fact that they're such a beautiful soul, you would love to sit with them again and you would fall in love with them again all over. So this itself kind of, you know, <laughs> drops the mic on all the architects that ever want to like <laughs> have a debate with me about, oh, architecture is more important. Wouldn't you agree? That's a really poetic and beautiful perspective on something that we use every day and we live every day in the buildings and to bring purpose, like you said, and life to them is very important. If there are two words that I can say about you that you spoke about a lot, it's purpose and giving life and meaning to things. So thank you, Moni, very much. This was my privilege. Such a wonderful way to explore who you are and understand you better. And I wish you success. I wish you peace, freedom, and all the things that you desire. Thank you, too. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be a part of your podcast. And thank you for giving me a voice. This is, has been a pleasure. <laughs>